At number 21 on the iconic 100 is the 1993 SP Derek Jeter rookie card. And here to talk about the card today, uh, somebody who I know loves this card is near and dear to her heart is Suze Yanks Chick on Instagram and Twitter. Susan Lejudite. Suze, what do you what do you think? How does 21 sound? Fair, I guess. <laughs> it was in, it was in my top 10. I did it, it was not like number one on my list. Like I'm not, but um I, I can't wait to see the rest of this list to see who beat him in the top 20. Because I think it's definitely a top 20 card. Well, I I think I think you're not alone in that. You know, there's there's a lot of people who have this card in the top 10. And when you think about when, when I think about baseball and I think of like recent baseball, semi-modern baseball, like this is the card. This is the card of the 90s in baseball, right? I mean, it's it's you know, past past the Griffey. Like it's to me the card that stands out the most. And Derek Jeter's the Yankee of like my lifetime, right? So so I get why you would maybe first feel this sort of like disappointment, like 21, maybe that's a little bit low. But at the same time, like you know, if you want to look at some of the cards that it that it's passed, like we talked about, we talked about the Michael Jordan uh, jersey autograph from 97, which is one of the, you know, one of the great cards ever made that, that just went past the, the Jackie Robinson card that we talked about a little while ago, the Walter Payton rookie and the George Mike. And like, it is, it is firmly, you know, in this group of, of great cards and it's ahead of all those that I just mentioned um, in terms of how iconic it is. And so I, I feel pretty good about its representation on the list. No, it's, it's like, when you look at the history of cards, there are so many iconic cards. And for, for this card to be number 21, like that's pretty impressive. And like you said, because you're, you know, the names you just read out other than the Jordan, like these are all vintage cards. So vintage, you know, when you think of iconic, I think there's more vintage cards that people are going to think of when it comes to iconic than modern cards. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's such a big, the 93 SP has such a big place in baseball card history um, because it is the most sought after Jeter card. He is a hall of famer, but I don't think it's just the fact that it's the most sought after Jeter card. There's a reason why it's the most sought after. Um, I jokingly, not jokingly, but like recently I was talking about my favorite Jeter rookie and like the SP is not my favorite. It's not, not my favorite, but it's like not like, I don't dislike, I love the card, you know? Um, but it's the fact that when this card came out, it was very different than a lot of other cards. You know, you didn't have this type of foil. You didn't have um, the kind of stuff Upper Deck was doing. But also with that foil, it, they became so hard to find in good condition. Right. Like, and because I just happened to look up the numbers within the last 14 hours um, of that card, of the 20,000 plus graded by PSA, just 20 of them have ever gotten a 10, wow. which is, it's insane. Like that, that doesn't, like that doesn't, especially now, like that doesn't happen. Oh, no. um, so I think that's also lends to the appeal of what makes that card so special. Mm -hmm. It's yes, it's Jeter. Yes, he's a Yankee. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer and he's sixth all time in hitting and I can keep going on and on about him. There's a documentary that's airing, but the card itself sort of became this, icon because of how difficult it was to find in such tremendous condition. Yeah. I think you said a lot there that I want to respond to, but um, first I want to just mention a quick story. I, I worked at a card shop in the late nineties and uh, early two thousands worked there for about six or seven years. And while I worked there, um, there was uh, every once in a while, we would get a call that said, 
you know, somebody would say, Hey, my cards have been stolen and, you know, please watch out for them. And there was a guy who, who had his collection stolen. He had an autographed baseball and he had a whole bunch of great Yankees cards. Um, but the thing that he called us about was he had a page, a whole page of Jeter SP rookie cards, which at that time was incredibly unusual, right? It was even back in, this would have been, this would have been 2001, Maybe two, no, maybe a little bit later. Maybe this would have been 2003. At that point, people already recognized that this was the card for him, right? And and he he called and he was he was exasperated and said, "Hey, I need you know if, if you see these cards." And then, shockingly, the cards actually did walk into our shop and we weren't able to buy them and had to pretend like we didn't know what was going on. But that's another story for another day. The point is though that that card, even at that point, was was recognizable and known to be you know really a key card. And 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 I knew even at the at the beginning of grading that that was going to be one of those ones that that you know had this very large discrepancy from a lower grade to a higher grade. And and your point where, that you just made about about twenty thousand graded, twenty ish that have been graded to ten. That's you know quick mental math. That's a pop. That's a gem rate of point one. You know, you're one in a thousand copies are being graded as a gem mint card. And to me, that's, you know, it's recognizable. It's made incredibly valuable by having a high, a super high grade. And it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's attainable, uh, semi attainable in, in lower grades. And to me, that that's the mark of a great, I say this in, in a kind way, a great mass produced card. No, I agree with you. And I agree when you're talking about back to the years, like, you know, I've been collecting for a very long time and about 96, 97 is when I really was able to kind of amp up my collection because like I got my first part-time job and I had my own money. And even then, like the 93 SP, I I wasn't making a lot of money. The 93 SP was like the card to get from Jeter's and I couldn't afford it. Even then I couldn't afford it. And Raws were going at the time. It's like, you want to kick yourself. Raws were going for like a hundred, $150, but I'm just a kid in high school. I can't afford this stuff. But, but I was saying, even then, that's what, like, and, and raw, like, lower grades were going for 100, 150 bucks, not very nice, like, beautiful cards. Um, but they were recognized for a very long time as, like, the Jeter card, to, the Jeter rookie card to own. Yeah, and they still are, you know, we're talking almost 30 years later, and, and it's still, it's still the card. It's one of those that, you know, we talked about this on the Jackie Robinson 1952 card. Um, it's one of those cards that, um, I think that is he has the documentary come out and as we learn more about who he was, especially, you know, some of those stories that we don't know, I think people are going to look at that card now and they're going to go, oh, I need, you know, I, at least they're going to look at his body of cards and, and likely that card because it's easily his most iconic and, and, and famous one. Um, they're going to look at that card and they're going to say, this is a card that to me I need because I, because I, um, you know, I have this connection with Jeter. So I think again, 21 on the list. Um, it's a fantastic showing from um, a, a card in baseball that's in, from the middle of an era that doesn't have a lot of iconic cards. Jeter represents that that era, though, especially well. Sue's so grateful to have you to um, share your thoughts on this card today. Tomorrow, we're going to be back with card number 20 on the iconic 100. And until then, happy collecting.